Hey, HBs. This is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two fabulous friends recap romance novels while bonding, swooning, and being the snarkiest. This week, it's two best friends multiplied by two because the Overdue Podcast boys came to join us in all our shenanigans. We recap The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. We're serving up Raylo parallels, Flintstones references, and Aaron's detailed account of how higher education dollar bills work. So here we go. I can only snap with one hand. I can't snap with my other hand. I can't snap with either hand. Mm. <laughs> can I snap? And I yeah. can't snap with my dominant hand. I can only snap with my off hand. It's very interesting. It's huh. not that interesting. You're very kind. <laughs> I find it very interesting. <laughs> is, this the po- is this the podcast? <laughs> this, is it. this is the podcast. <laughs> hey, how have y'all been? It's a lot. Good. Good. It's great to see you. <laughs> How's Craig starting a new job? It's a time of great upheaval. Oh yeah. boy, I'm, on our side of the mic. But. Yes. Yeah, but well, same over here. We just mm-hmm. sold our house. We're under contract for our house, and now we're like, we're like, hey, can we buy a house? We do technically still need to sell ours. Is that cool with you? Mm-hmm. And people mm-hmm. are like, kinda. <laughs> so you know, it's fine over here. Yeah. How about you, Aaron? Oh, just normal. I have the same three jobs I always have. Mm-hmm. Same three jobs, same two dogs, same one Poor husband. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Staying three here in this jobs. house. Can't make me leave. <laughs> that's really the way to do it. A rock. is That's what you are. You're just keeping us all moored. Steady. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm the water that slithers around you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love I looking at a raging no river and, and being like, thanks, rocks. Yeah, rocks. You're doing the thing. <laughs> All right. So we made you guys read this book. We did. Yeah. You did. Because once again, when are y'all going to make us read a book? Per tradition. <laughs> per tradition. Per tradition. Yeah. But I thought this would be a good book to read because it was like the number one. I mean, I'm saying number one. This could technically not be true, but it was one of the most popular romance novels in 2021 because there was a lot of um, hype. Yeah, because it It blew up on TikTok. It became like a huge viral sensation and it came. It had an interesting publication journey, which I thought you guys would find interesting. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I thought, yeah, I thought a lot of people would know it, maybe even from your listenership that aren't romance readers because it seemed like a gateway drug for a lot of people who are on like mm-hmm. book talk and like bookstagram. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now Aaron, and if you go and if you go to, there's a site, amazon.com. I don't know if you've heard, they sell some books. Oh God. In I've never to even, a bunch of other things. Gosh. Thank uh, you and if you tip. go to their <laughs> romance books page, this book is like big old featured banner, top mm-hmm. of the page. Yeah. Like, over every single other thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, you could you could say that it's prominent. I was just wondering if you could tell me what a book talk is. <laughs> it's the TikTok for books. It's old a man. question. I'm like four books. I'm not on it. Um, it does sometimes creep into my for you page, which is like it's not really honestly welcome there. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> is it I'm like told a, that's the way like this book. 
got to prominence. Is it a lot of people being like, here's a book I'm excited about? Is it a lot of yeah. reviews? I like Is it yeah. memes? Is it it's memes? A lot of, it's a lot so of like this, so a lot of, of like pointing, and then like books will appear, and it's like, if you mm-hmm. like this, you'll like this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that and kind then, of thing. Or they'll <laughs> be like, Shabuki, <laughs> this book exactly is hard it. to get. Yeah. Are you a professional book talker, Craig? Um, starting just now. I was Neo. playing dumb <laughs> for the show. That's mm-hmm. great stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, and then what else? What else do they do on book talks? I'm mostly on the Monster Fudgers book talk. I um, want to be really clear that I'm non-participatory <laughs> in Melody's book talk. I don't. I'm on this podcast, and that TikTok is for a different podcast. It is. That TikTok is for bonkers romance, which goes different places okay. than Heaving Bosoms does. Okay. So, I mean, mostly. So, yeah. And then um, a lot of times it's like it's like they'll just hold books in front of it and then it'll be, you know, text being like, oh, wow. Or some of them are like comedy, like here are the tropes, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. like they'll they'll do they'll do riffs on tropes and stuff. So which feels very relevant to this book, for sure. Very, yeah. very aware of the tropes yeah, and tropes. into them. Very meta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets pretty meta about it. Yes. Frankly. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. This is like a, a much newer book than we typically cover on we've been doing newer books more frequently over the over the lifetime of our show um but this is certainly one where it's like what this came out in 2021 and now uh ali hazelwood has three books coming out in 2022 yep. like this is this is her moment i guess mm-hmm. yeah yeah well and it got so big so fast that then there was like a very quick like social media backlash to it as well where there were there like is. a mm. lot of people being like this sex scene is cringe like there was a lot of like this is cringe and this is tropey kind of backlash and there were a lot of people like dissing fan fiction and saying that publication shouldn't come from fan fiction and this book feels fan fictiony quote unquote Blurred. and like what does that mean what does it mean to feel fan fictiony and you know like right. that, it got into this kind of bigger discussion um which was really interesting as well i feel like yeah. there I've, I've run into this a couple of times so this is completely unscientific but i do mm. think especially for people who are like one generational rung below us collectively yeah. you mean there's below a tendency to maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah to yeah younger than us i was trying to be like highbrow and highfalutin about it but i think there's a tendency to use the word cringe to cast a very wide net to mm-hmm. describe yes. a wide variety of different Mm-hmm. like feelings about things mm-hmm. in- <laughs> yeah. well and frankly like cringe a lot of times is in vogue mm-hmm. you know like those two crazy twins in florida who like you know rapped or whatever that <laughs> they were cringe in a way that i can't even explain to mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. I, these characters particularly olive seems the main character seems to know when she is extremely embarrassing to herself <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and cr- I don't not even know if I'm using it correctly, but cringy. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. the book seems to be interested in that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I found it very relatable content. Sure. You know, <laughs> like as as a quasi professional clown, a mm-hmm. lot of times mm-hmm. I I know actively when I'm embarrassing myself, but I either can't stop or won't. You know, sure, sure, so sure. that's <laughs> I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just the classic contemporary romance tale of two hot mm-hmm. dummies who can't talk to each other. And that's what yeah. most most contemporary romances are about. Yeah, yeah. it really is the axis on which this book spins. spins. Uh-huh. It's like nobody's ability, like 
every conversation stops one sentence short of the one that would make the whole rest of the book stop working. <laughs> exactly. yeah. And they just yeah. can't do it. They can't get there. They can't uh-huh. do it. Yes. Um, and it's paced <laughs> like a lot of, you know, rom-coms and a lot of where those movies live these days is on like your Hallmark channels. Though I know, mm. you know, there is a Netflix rom-com thing that, you know, they're playing with it, but you don't see them Most as often definitely. in like wide release in film anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of that like serendipity, both in the good way and in the complicating way. Yeah. Kind of stuff. One thing that I did really like about this book is that it's set in it's set in the biology department of Stanford uh-huh. and all of the science not only felt like it felt simultaneously mostly accessible but also very spot on especially as far as like the politics of academia are concerned mm-hmm. for sure and Allie Hazelwood is you know her her life either other than writing romance or before writing romance, I'm actually not super sure, um, is in science academia. So I read interviews from her like on the circuit for this book, talking about being a professor in the present tense. So as far Mm -hmm. as I know, she still is doing it. Yeah. But then also talks about having her like AO3 profile still, uh, still active enough. I I believe it is ever underscore. So underscore Raylo is the, Great. Yes. Yeah, yes. she's yeah, a I, big I, Raylo right. stan. Yeah, I found that from her Tumblr. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. But, so she's on Ao3. Craig, what else do you, do you what else do you want to tell us? Yeah. About her? So she was born and raised in Italy. She lived in Japan and Germany before moving to the U.S. to pursue her PhD in neuroscience. As we said, this was her debut novel. Her other books do out, or I guess I don't know when, if any of them have come out yet. Under One Roof, Stuck with You, and Below Zero, all slated for mm-hmm. 2022 releases. Um, I saw an interview with her on Collider that really dove into like the background. This might be one of one of the ones you were referencing, Andrew, about her yeah. AO3 background. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just her getting into writing. I was really, really into writing fan fiction, first for Star Trek and then for the Star Wars fandom. Yes. It was this amazing community. I made a lot of friends and I was just having a lot of fun. And then what happened is I slowly started thinking about trying to write something original just to challenge myself and to do something different. And while I was in that kind of mood, my agent started reading my fan fiction on AO3, reached out with the DM and says, I saw something you wrote about pulling some of your fix and reworking them. I wanted to tell you I'm an agent and I would love to see some of your manuscripts. Um, And just kind of goes on to talk about finding this, you know, adult friendship community through fan fiction and that kind of spurring her on to write. We've covered other uh, authors who've said similar things um, based on wherever they started writing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's very trope aware. Uh, Something that's mentioned in that interview is that it is very trope aware because you're often commenting on and remixing tropes in fan fiction anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're dealing with character archetypes. You're you're dealing with recognizable characters. So you have to nod to what they've done in their source material, but also right. play with the source material. Um, she also mentioned that there was a, another sex scene that got cut or another part of the sex ah, scene that's in the book that got cut. How dare you? Um, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not sure why that happened. Um and then, yeah, there are a bunch of references to this basically being Ray and Kylo Ren fan fiction. <laughs> which, uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
it is. I mean, it it works for me. Um, and actually, some of our <laughs> some of our favorite authors either like they met in fan fiction. So mm. like Christina Lauren is a writing team, and they were fans of each other's fan oh, sure. fiction for a while, and then they were like, "Oh, I bet we could write together." And now mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then weren't they the ones who who met Sally Thorne? And like hooked her up with an agent because they they got to know each other in like the fan fiction sphere. Yeah, I think a lot of romance authors started in fan fiction, like more yeah. more than you know are even widely known. And you know, think what you will of Twilight, but it it was the vehicle that launched like thousands of oh of my gosh. great authors because it became such a thick world you know when a lot of authors were like right at that high school age of like (laughs) now we're going to write romances about edward and bella and then they you know then they blew up yeah and like i understand that i mean this in the most loving and least like derogatory way possible but i feel like the one of the driving forces of fanfic is like make them kiss make characters kiss who either didn't kiss enough or they never kissed and they should have. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, Andrew, in what world would that would that be derogatory? I just, I just want to make sure that coming, coming from me, a straight white man, like I want to make sure that I am saying that this is true and I'm into it and here for it. And I'm not trying to be snobby about it. No, totally. And I was I was yeah. actually just thinking, like, is there a world in which Allie Hazelwood like wrote slash fic? Because that. That is something I would definitely uh, look into. I mean, if she started in Star Trek, like that is oh, where slash fic like came from. So hell yeah, I would, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess I could just browse her archive and see what's <laughs> in there. But <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, like so on the like the the argument on Twitter wherever about about whether mm. you know this is ficky or if that's bad or what, like I'll say two things. Like one is her agent found her on AO3 mm-hmm. and like brought her into this prominence from there. So I feel mm-hmm. like you are clearly shutting yourself off to some kind of literary success if you're like not participating in this or if you're like disdainful of it. Like it's just a, it seems like a place where people can can be discovered now and find each other. And I think that's great. Um, and I had a second thing and I forgot what it was. Well, one of the things I really like about fan fiction and like starting there, you know what? I'm just going to riff for a while and then you let me know when you're back. No, please do. And if if I remember (laughs) the super smart thing. Well, one of the things that I one of the reasons that I think people who start in fan fiction are often so successful Mm -hmm. is just that so much of being an author and so much of writing is just sitting down and typing the words every Mm. day. Yeah, sure. And especially in sort of a a lower pressure situation where you can get insta feedback from other people who are familiar with the world in which you're swimming. I mean, you get that you get that practice of just like, you know, cranking it out as much as possible and then revising later. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, I too, think, if there's something. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. I, I just think it's another way of gatekeeping, like yeah. who's a it real is. author and who's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And it's just. Yeah. It's, well, it's not trash. Yeah. I remember my second thing now. My, it's I. <laughs> Everyone shut up. Much I remember more, the second thing. Everybody shut <laughs> <It's, laughs> I find it so we read uh, the book Aragon for overdue like relatively recently like within the last like year or so Mm -hmm. and I find it way more obnoxious when people are playing with tropes and like genre things and like not admitting that they're 
basically writing fanfic, not admitting that they're like chopping and screwing all these different things and like putting them together. Yeah. Because the author of Aragon is like, well, do we make fun of James Joyce for reworking the Odyssey? And it's like, shut up, dude. Like, just you no. could just say that you got stuff from Star Wars. Like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but and I think he was the reason people do that is that book, too. Like, was, of course it like, was Star Wars. Yeah. It's I. <laughs> I think it's healthier to admit that you are, yeah, you are using other things as as your like foundational like building block and then mm-hmm. working up from there. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, or just like inspiration has to come from somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think that admitting that is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting too in fan fiction, like you don't have to do the world building part of right. like writing in the in the same way. You're probably still doing some version of it, but you have. I mean, I've read some fan fiction that is doing some world building. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but it, it is like kind of it is there's a foundation for you to already play on. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is an interesting case where it's like she's got a character relationship or, you know, some character vibes that she's already inspired by. Right. And then she's also got all of her lived experience in academia and so it's got this interesting uh it is playing in an existing fictional or you know environmental space in the same way that I think a, a lot of fan fiction fiction writers are playing in someone else's kind of narrative space or world building mm, space. That's a really good point. Mm. Yeah. Um cuz I think the other the thing that I was also struck by in this book that's outside of the romance element of it but the is more specific to the academia stuff is just all of the power dynamics that it dives into and i think this is what you were talking about earlier melody of just yeah. like the the different ambitions of all the different characters and the di- like the ways some characters are are leaning into the hierarchy and the way some of them are able to avoid it mm-hmm. um and a lot of that mirrors how some of the relationship stuff works but it's not right. always one to one and it's not everything trying to be grafted into a neat little box mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of it informs the way that people navigate interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Like, I really liked that in the starting scene, she she sort of played with that myth that men, like, can't be sexually assaulted, you know, mm-hmm. and managed to do it in a pretty funny, lighthearted way. Yeah. Should we get into the book? Should we get yeah. into the book? I think we should. It sounds like we are. I know, right? It's really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> And y'all had had not read this before coming in? No, no, I hadn't read it. Awesome. No, we were going to read it anyway, and we thought this might be a good one to do with you guys. Sure. And is anyone on this anyone on this call uh like a biologist? No. Or a scientist. Unfortunately, no. No, I am super unfortunately a lawyer. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Could be like a, a biology lawyer. Could be. Yeah. Could, could be, be a science. I'm, sure that's a thing. I'm, I'm very much not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we've said many times. Well, it's it's honestly kind of funny because we've said many times on our show yeah. that we are not scientists, but mm. then we did make our goal to become scientists in 2022, which yeah. is kind of an in joke. Um, which we've pretty much already done. Yeah. So yeah. we guess. are like kind okay. of like scientists, like biologists uh-huh. adjacent. Yeah. You yeah, know? But, um, like I could talk about. Mitosis and mitosis. osmosis. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. I know that. <laughs> photogenesis. That can't be right. Photosynthesis. Yeah, we're scientists. Sorry. Yeah, we are. We are scientists. This is what I'm photogenesis saying. is when you take pictures of a Sega console. 
Yes. Or, or the band Genesis. Or yeah. the band Genesis. Mm, yes. These are all good jokes. So, <laughs> so this, so this, <laughs> all right. So, so we this start book starts out. with a smooch. Starts with a bang. It does. It starts off with a super, super uh, awkward, terrible smooch. Because no, wait, no, it starts with that prologue. What are you oh, guys yeah, talking about? Thank you, Aaron. Oh, I'm sorry, say. Aaron. You're right. You're Chapter right. one starts Thank with God. a smooch. Sorry. Jeez. I have to do You're... everything around here. It starts you with do. the prologue. <laughs> and like, she's got her con. She kept this girl. This girl's just Listen. such a hot fucking mess. Like, okay. Yeah. She's kept her contacts in too long and now she's just like blind i guess yeah. she put her... in like, expired contacts because yeah. oh, right. she's That's a poor uh going to be grad student or is a grad student is going go in, going yeah. to be this she's is in the prologue stu- she's a yeah. master's and now she's thinking about phd times. yeah i think she's like digging deeper down the grad student mm-hmm. hole. yeah yeah so and, she's... and so she's one of those like very very smart books wise and like dumb as a post real life wise mm-hmm. and one of those things is that she wears expired contacts and and like i think it's supposed to be a joke but i was definitely like ah! because she says like oh they're only expired for like a couple of years i think <laughs> like that's fine <laughs> like so she's she's she just like ducks into this bathroom that is the hero's bathroom she can't see him due to expired contacts and the fact that she's mm-hmm. like crying and using the eye wash um and they have this kind of conversation about like why she wants to be a scientist um mm-hmm. and he like encourages her to do better on her interview um and she can only see him as like a dark like kylo ren shaped blob big but like tall <laughs> deep sort of voice. darkly handsome blur, yeah like, yeah. A, like yeah. a very like a hair deep voice sort of person and then like and she's convinced he's a grad student yeah mm-hmm. sure and yeah. he does For not no reason whatsoever yeah and he doesn't know he says things like my lab right, right. <laughs> right. yeah right well. But he like didn't give her a business card yeah. during this interaction, so I guess she has no. plausible deniability <laughs> for like a while, not as long as she doesn't realize it, but like a little Correct. bit. But like, I just kept thinking, no matter how much encouragement and pep talk this man gives you, like, still mm. you can't see and you can't <laughs> stop crying. Like, how well could that interview have possibly gone? Yeah. Like, she doesn't fix the problem before the end of the. I, I want to know. I want to know what happened, but we never I do. know. We just no. launch right into this smooch. But all we find out is that uh, she she's like, I don't know if I really want to go into PhD. Like it, it's it's starting to be like diminishing returns, maybe. And he says, well, what's your reason? And finally, she comes to like, I, you know, I have a question that's really, really important to me. And I don't trust anybody else to do it right. And, mm-hmm. you know. And she just discover, wants to cure cancer. Yeah, discover the life-changing knowledge, or life-saving, I should say. And he's like, that's the best that's answer. The best reason. Oh, get Go in get here. Be a scientist. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I am going to be a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's crying and crying. <laughs> she is not going to do contact science. I'll tell no. you that much. No. She's not no. going to study the eye. No, not eyeball science. Should. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? 
What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. Okay, so chapter one. And, we, and we've and yada yada two years and 11 months or something. It's a long yep. time. Yep. Two years and 11 months. And she still hasn't figured out who she the has. tallest, darkest man darkest, with the deepest, deepest voice. Deepest Like, wouldn't you remember which laboratory's bathroom you stumbled into that day? Like, this man she made such an impact on her. It's, and it's really sort of comical how far into their fake dating relationship that right. they get before she realizes that oh, yeah. it might maybe have been him it who set her life on its current course. Yeah. And then she needs another person to confirm that it was uh-huh. probably yeah. him, which rules. Yeah. Just the it's hottest so dummies money can buy. Just it's so, so hot. Also, like, hot dumb, she's got dumb. two mm-hmm. really good friends. So, oh, we're talking about the main character, Olive. Yes. She's got two really good friends, uh, On and Malcolm. And they don't. Has she ever told them this story of the mystery man? No. Like I feel like must not have. Maybe this would have come up in their <laughs> friendship of when you're like, why did you come here? Why are you putting mm-hmm. yourself through this with the rest of us? And why maybe she'd be have like, ulcers on your retinas? Like yeah, just my normal eyes were, questions. My eyes were really broken, but a guy spoke to me, and now I'm here. <laughs> there's there's one thing in this book that olive is consistently bad at and it's ever telling the truth ever in any circumstances yeah, no matter how low the stakes are or even yeah. having a good reason to lie you're right no yeah. matter how low the stakes are that's the thing that's nuts to me it's like why why are we still lying it makes no sense <laughs> it's true or like or not taking the most circuitous route she possibly can mm. yeah like she could have just been like, my date got canceled and that's why I'm at the lab. But I mm-hmm. was on date, am date tomorrow. Could have mm-hmm. done that. But instead mm-hmm. she decides to launch her lips at a big man. And so she she kisses him and it's like this weird peck situation. And he he hesitates and then he does put his hands around her like rib cage question mark. And then she it's pulls one hand back. all the way around her oh, teeny yeah. tiny rib cage, mm-hmm. beefy just, hand. Yeah, because he's like a big like and look and remember sort of she's man. like five eight and <laughs> yeah. he's big. Yo, That's what so she says skinny. at one point. I yeah. know her stomach is so concave. She's so nervous about like how he's going to feel about her ribs that jut out because it's, it's so like, embarrassing. She eats for like Lorelai Gilmore. Like she eats a lot and it's <laughs> yes. all junk food. Like I'm not, but sure. But every time she like casually mentions, pile, I guess. <laughs> How many marathons she runs a year? Like every once in a while, she's just like, "So many marathons, though, reader." Like that's how it is. How it how it happened? Yeah, but like (laughs) doesn't have time to actually listen. It doesn't matter. So, so she uh, is like, "Okay, well," and like tries to walk away, and he's like, "Hi, did you just kiss me?" And she's like, "I mean, I I'm gonna try it." Nope. 
<laughs> no, I yeah. didn't. <laughs> she's, she's just like, jump right to gaslight. What if I say yeah. no? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? I would have done mm-hmm. the same thing. I love that. Um, <laughs> it was like you throwing the blueberry muffin down the hall. <laughs> but like she launches herself at this guy because her friend's coming and she's supposed to be on this date. And then it's not until after she after she pulls back from this smooch that she's like, oh, my God, it's that professor who's like mean. It's the professor you know, who's the such one a who's jerk. like yeah. six, five and huge and like looks like and the hot. guy that I just smooched. And it's like, mm-hmm. how, how long can we like pretend? tend to not see people in front of us like the whole prologue <laughs> and like the whole like the decision point to smooch during the smooch right. like and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now now she knows who she, who he is known yeah. as adam carson yes carson, carson. and carlson. he's like carlson. he's the wunderkind of biology and he has all of the science grants and he has the biggest nicest lab and he's and the biggest nicest chest the too. famous he has the yes. biggest nicest a lot of things a lot of things <laughs> but uh yeah you might you might know i think the his first name is the most visible artifact of the Raylo like origin thing is because uh-huh. his name his name is the same first name as the name of the guy who plays Kylo Ren in the Star Wars movies? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and every physical description of him is just, what if Adam Driver, but bigger? But bigger and maybe handsomer. It's even like, like, oh, his his nose is a little strange, but he's super handsome anyway. And it doesn't make sense, but it just is true. I never (laughs) noticed how strange and hot his strange hot nose was. Like, it's really (laughs) awesome. Truly. Okay, so he's like, you need to explain to me what just happened. And she's like, I really don't think it's, like, necessary at all. Mm-hmm. And so he says, all right, great. Then I'm going to just go to my office and start on my Title IX complaint. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, you kissed me without getting my consent. That's a big, <laughs> that's a big sexual harass. And then she tries to anywhere. gaslight him into saying that, like, he said yes. She's like, yeah. I asked you. And you said yes. And he's like, I didn't. <laughs> you did, yeah. though. You said yes. I know. So by the end of this conversation, she does come around and she's like, oh, my God, I read all of the signals wrong and I wasn't even thinking about your signals. And I was just so like, yes, please, please make a Title IX complaint against me. I super deserve it. And uh, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. In my profession, we call a confession. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to, to do that. To a legal thing. Legally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. In biology law, we call that a confession. <laughs> but so all of his, she's done this because she's decided this is easier than telling her friend to oh date her ex-boyfriend who she didn't even like that much. Yeah. yeah they went on like three dates. Mm-hmm. And then he There's no chemistry her or BFF. biology or any of the different kinds of science. Honestly. That's the one. <laughs> no geometry. No. Yeah. <laughs> no algebra. There's barely any physics even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's so it's so nuts because like like Mel said, she had told this girl that she was on a date to make her think that, you know, she she was over this other guy. She could have just said, oh, my date was canceled. Tomorrow's my date. She could have also just talked to her friend and been like, hey. Yeah. I really noticed you like him. Like I'm over him. Never was really into him in the first place. Please go for it. Also, <laughs> like that I don't really want to her to do. Yeah, yeah. Never, never. She would rather lie to her best friend, her best friend, for months. For months and months and months. Months and like maybe, maybe, maybe she's doing this because she's such good best friends with On that she knows that. She would never actually accept that, like, oh, I'm over him and I was never that into That's him. That's what she said. Yeah. She it, gives it, on it a lot of credit. 
perhaps too not too too much of the wrong type of credit basically <laughs> right? like isn't that on's problem at some point like a little bit <laughs> a little. sorry like a little. i told you what to do you didn't do it like sorry you didn't get that and I think there's also Good like stuff. she's also got a lot of you know <laughs> self, low self esteem, self doubty trope, you know mm-hmm. characteristics. Oh yeah, and, mm-hmm. and that's oh, not yeah. to diminish somebody who feels that way. It's just like it is a thing that makes this story work, and a thing that advances many parts of the plot are that mm-hmm. she doesn't think she is capable of something or worth something happening. And so she would, rather than face it directly, she will find five different lies and pick the worst one with the least consideration. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, And also it's all driven by this fear of losing people that are important to her because she has no family. Uh, Her mom passed away uh, from cancer when she was like 15 and then she moved to the States away from Canada. And so like now she's got two or three important people in her life. Mm -hmm. And if she were to ever upset any of them, uh, maybe they would get cancer. I think is like what she. This feels. exactly what it is. Yeah. 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 Right. No, really. And um, also, yeah. Like one of the things that this this book heavily relies on is her always having that country song running in the back of her head. Like she don't know she's beautiful. Never crossed her mind. You know, that one. Oh no, she's not that kind. Like really, she has no idea. She's smart. She has no idea. She's super pretty. She has no idea about anything. Well, she Um, wears contacts, so she can't even take her glasses off and have everybody around her realize that she was beautiful. Like I don't know how that's supposed to work, but it is a, I think this is one, like, Olive's character is one really smart way that the book uses its background, which is, like, STEM academia. Is, yeah. Mm. There, there's no, my understanding from my my women friends who, who are in this field is there is no place on earth to develop more self-doubt than there is yes. to mm-hmm. be a woman in STEM. Like, it's yep. just, it is just going to happen. And, and then yeah. this is something she struggles with personally. It's something she struggles, struggles with professionally. And it's extre- extremely believable the whole time, no matter how much other parts of the book are sort of stretching <laughs> everybody's like imagination and patience. So yeah. completely. And one of the, one of the things I really loved about just the overall dynamic is what a foil on is mm-hmm. to Olive, um, because she has sort of gone the she's taken the other end of the spectrum where she's like, no, I'm going to be the fiercest. I'm going to be the most like supportive of other women, other other BIPOC women in STEM. Um, and I really liked that. I really liked that even though they had so much interaction and you could tell that their relationship was like very lived in that like it didn't it didn't change their core personalities sure i don't know yeah mm-hmm. yeah i I also appreciate it too that the we don't get a lot of time with olive's advisor who is also a woman yes um, mm-hmm. but we get the sense that like while she's a very supportive advisor in terms of supporting olive's work at least from Olive's perspective, she's not also getting the like the emotional support she needs or mm. the like social resources or right. Olive hasn't asked for them the right way. So there's the what you're saying, Andrew, is like the they feel disconnected, even though they probably could have more kinship as advisor and advisee. Mm. Um, and every each of their experience of it is unique enough, like on included um, in right. this miasma of misogyny and 
it's a scientific word i don't know if you know. coming down with all the good stuff here <laughs> so okay, okay so she's made out with this guy in the hallway and then yes. it's for the benefit of on yeah. and yeah. then like the next day when she's like hey were you messing like Messing around with Professor Carlson in the hallway yeah. at 11 p.m. in the biology lab, <laughs> like for some reason, all is like you saw. Like how how did you oh. know? How did you oh, know no. it was him? Did you look at him with your functioning eyeballs? Oh no! Like <laughs> now this rumor is out there. And Ann has told her friend Malcolm, who has now told the entire school, and now it's like a whole uh, thing. Oh, Adam walks up too, and he plays along. Well, He's like, "Wasn't that neat?" Yeah, right. Yeah. So she's like about to like try like to exact make exact up a lie. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. he. Oh, you're right, Aaron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. can tell that she's like flailing. And so because I feel like that's just like her normal flailing. state. Really? And so, I think she has Muppet arms. Yeah. yeah. Oh, truly. So <laughs> he walks up to her and he's like he like puts his hand on the small of her back and it's very warm listener. OK. Mm-hmm. Large. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a big warm, warm slab of hand. Grounding, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and then he looks and, and he very intimately says, is everything okay? <laughs> and then Anne is like, oh, I'm leaving now. Bye. And then she fucks off and it's very believable. And now they're dating to the entirety of the science uh, community at Stanford. Yeah, across the co- coast to coast. Everyone oh, finds out. Harvard knows Everybody about it too. Knows, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's so famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he has no idea either. It's true. He doesn't understand this really. He's one of the greatest, hottest scientists of his generation. Yeah. 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 Okay, so she finds out that everybody thinks they're dating. And so she goes over to his lab and she's like, Dr. Carlson, can I please speak with you? And meanwhile, they have not spoken in two years and 11 months. Like she talks about seeing him in the hallway or like across the quad or whatever, Mm -hmm. but never actually interacting with him. And he's just like, yup. And they go into (laughs) a conference room. He's like, yeah, let me let me just put down all of my beakers. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit about these slides. Let's just go into this conference room. And so (laughs) he's he's juggling beakers over there. That's what scientists like. I got my beakers. I I got my Bunsen burners. Like he's just using the force to carry five beakers around the whole time. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, I, I yeah, one's got to assume that Olive is she's got separation anxiety because her parents left her on the desert planet of Jakku. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you know we had the orphan story, and she couldn't just write that into a contemporary romance. We haven't discovered Jakku yet, so it can't be in the book. Oh wait, gosh. wait, while we're so I have a couple things to say. First of yeah. all, yeah. how how little she has interacted with this man since bathroom day in the prologue. Yes. Two years and eleven months ago. Two yeah. years yeah. and eleven months ago. The most just, famous man on campus. Just yeah. just underscores science man. how creepy his infatuation is <laughs> at the end of this book. That he like knows all these things about her and stuff, mm-hmm. and he, he like talks about her to all of his friends about like how much he likes her and has had a crush on. I had a crush on her grad student for like so long and like he's only ever seen her from like across the quad like like but just like, like weird stares doesn't then- talk to her ever no yeah why two years and 11 months is a long time a for really all this to be going time. on it's and a like, really long time i know they're time. very busy science people barely yeah. sleep doing science all the time and when they're not doing science they're writing grants i get mm-hmm. it but yeah. like you could nod and- at her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're in the break room together. Mm-hmm. Then the, the other thing is, she notes that after people start realizing or thinking that she's dating 
uh, Dr. Carlson that like they start like giving her the choice beakers and like letting yes. her be in like the better spot in the lab and not like stealing yeah. her pipettes and stuff. So like they don't later cut on, in front of her for the electron microscope. Yeah, and like then later on when she's like kind of accused of sleeping with this guy to get like a better leg up in the schmirschmir yeah. floor floor, and yeah. she's like, "How dare you? I would never do that." Like that is mm-hmm. part of her consideration when she starts fake dating him. She's like, "Yeah, mm, I will get better access to the electron microscope." Everybody's like a little bit afraid of me now, so yeah. that's kind of nice. Loves that shit. I'm like, and she didn't. She didn't do it for that, but she has less than zero problem with it exactly. once it starts happening. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. She's like huge net benefit. It's for, not mm-hmm. not a part of the consideration when she, she makes the decision. So yeah. what comes first? She does she enter into her fake relationship contract with him and then tell her friend Malcolm about it? Like, or has she yes. talked? To, yes. Okay. She, she, yeah. So they, so she goes to the conference room and yeah. she's like, big problem. Everybody thinks we're dating. And he's like, I mean, I'm fine with that. We could yeah. let him keep thinking that. And she's like, what? You're supposed to like go berserk and tell everybody to go fuck themselves. And he's like, I mean, I don't really date anyway. So, and so she's like, wow. Okay. I'm going to have to think about it. And then mm-hmm. I think she has that conversation with Malcolm and well, then we, we learn goes back into his office. Yeah. Oh, OK. Because when he decides to also fake date her, we learn that his reasoning for it is that Stanford he... has frozen his dollar bills yes. because yes. they think that he might go to Harvard yes. and take their dollar mm-hmm. bills, which are more. And, and mm-hmm. their prestige. And right. the prestige, too. Right. Yeah. Um, this feels just like when we asked you to explain werewolf mechanics in yeah. the, in the class. <laughs> and like that was easier. Tell me about his. Tell me about his funding. And tell that was more. more easy for me. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so th- because there's like more dollars elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, they think he's going to go elsewhere. Really, based on nothing except for cl- nothing. collaborations, and they think that if he settles down and has roots in Stanford, that that if will make him stay. Putting his D into local. P. Yeah. Yeah, he's putting, down, he's putting down roots. Putting down roots. Yeah, that's he right. thinks that if they think that he's fucking a grad student, yeah, that's for going a month. to help. Yeah. And they're, then they will give gonna, him more money. I just don't think like, that well, We've got all of these like IP address logs that show you being in Boston a lot, but you are seeing a grad student. Yeah. So. We Here's love this sexual relationship between <laughs> you and a student at our school. Like that is our favorite thing. Have you're technically all the not money. breaking any rules. It's <laughs> and I'm fine. sure that there has never been a faculty student thing that has caused problems at this university. Never blown I'm up. I'm sure never. that everyone on no. the advisory board is like, this can only be good stuff. <laughs> right. Thumbs up. No <laughs> peer review needed. Yeah, we are on immediately. Board. Yes. I like I guess the there's a couple of things here that like the specifics of it are uh, like unhinged but the the overall like I think both of them are slightly unhinged. Yeah. Oh, totally. they are a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And he's just more like quiet about it and yeah. so it seems he's less so. It. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just got this like big deal grant with his buddy Tom Benton from Boston. Tom Benton. Yeah, Tommy Tom. Um, Ooh, and Mr. B. So <laughs> I think that's like the lure away to Boston that Stanford's worried about because it's this big mm-hmm. deal thing. Yeah. But I also know 
I have a relative who got a job at a college recently, and like they give some very preferential bank loans to t- professors who are buying houses in the area. I think there's like mm-hmm. weird little oh, stuff yeah. like that where mm-hmm. they do want you, if you're going to be tenure track, you know, they want you to to put down roots and they're going to invest in you, and then they don't have to actually listen to you because they're you know paying you enough to stay. Correct. Well, I know I know that there's some consideration going like if one person starts working at a particular university like there is consideration given to like getting their partner a job or you know like other things that that give them incentive to stick around and and if he's at stanford there's you know that's gonna he's a macarthur winner they talk about that he's a genius Mm -hmm. um genius that's gonna attract the next generation the best and the brightest to stanford of course (laughs) all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's, is, he's like, listen, you need to fake date me until September 29th when, <laughs> when they the release fall those budgeting funds. process is over, which <laughs> makes no sense. It's <laughs> not when budgets the end happen. Of the, of it's the not how budgets year. work. Yeah. <laughs> September 29th. <laughs> like to what Craig said about like giving preferential stuff to people who like have houses. Like he mentions that he's like, he's I'm renting right now. Buy a I house. Have, I would yeah, have buy to buy a, a fucking house. I'm like, buy a house, man. Your You're parents a professional were man in the world who's very rich. Why are fuck? you renting? That's a bad. <laughs> that's a red flag, sir. Yeah, like, yeah. buy a house. No, for real. Like, don't yeah. make data grass. That's a good investment. Yeah, it's a you, bad plan. If, even if you do go to Boston, like, you could still Airbnb it or whatever. Like, real totally. estate's a, a smart investment. Just do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, all right. Okay. Moving on. So sorry. We've got to So she comes here. in. She's, yeah, we do. <laughs> yes. We got we to gotta go. So <laughs> she comes in. She's like, listen, I will fake date you, but here are the rules. We keep it on campus. We uh, only see each other once a week for 10 minutes and no sex. No sex. And he's like, <clears throat> and he like shuts down completely. He's like beep boop bopping. He does not. Non-computing. He, he has to do a hard reboot. Yeah. He does. Yeah. yeah. Hard reboot is the right way to say it. I think, yeah. I, think we're like, I, I think we can be pretty. This is a neurodivergent hero. Like, I mean, it's not overtly said. I hate to I hate to armchair diagnose anybody, but sure. And he yeah. he has like he has a hard time when she throws him curveballs like this for sure. Like she's like yes. no sex, and he's like I wasn't even thinking about sex. Like don't right. lie. So, oh my god! In, in her inner monologue, she's like, oh, of course he would never want to have sex with this. Ugh, <laughs> this absolute this detestable heap of a <laughs> body that I'm walking around in. Yeah. <laughs> And and so he so that's hard for him because he's like, no, I've wanted to do you for a really long time. Yeah. But he can't say that out loud. No. OK, so they agree that every Wednesday they're going to meet up at the coffee shop for 10 minutes so that people can see them in the wild doing yep. social things. For like Maybe talking yeah. at each other's faces the tiniest bit. Yeah. Um. And, and so just, the uh, other thing is that Tom Benton <laughs> is coming into town to like see his quote unquote collaborator, but it's very mm-hmm. cloak and dagger for a little while. And he is interested in helping her move her experiment along faster yeah. because her advisor isn't isn't doing money stuff very well. Yeah. Her, not... her advisor is and it's <laughs> it's one of the main things that we learn about this character. Her advisor is retiring in like a couple of years so she's basically checked out. Yes. And her lab's not very well funded anymore because she doesn't have a lot invested in like the long-term stuff that you need to be invested in to get science done. Right. So Olive's like I've very promising research. I think it's it's 
innovative and unique and and I just need money and resources to get it off the ground and and Tommy so she's the lab one shopping basically. Bit. She yeah. emailed every professor in the country that with a good lab and right. was like, "Hey, can I come over for a year?" Yeah. And yeah, Tom's and the only one that cute. got back to her and she doesn't yeah. know that that's Adam's collaborator, but we yes. soon find out. Yeah. It's a lack of preparation before any major interview that she does. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. It takes her till the night before to look up a picture of this guy. There's a, like later oh, she's yeah. on a panel with him and she didn't even realize that she's on a panel. With him. Yeah. Like, have you ever been on a panel? She wasn't going to go I'm... to his talk. <laughs> like, she's going right. to interview with him. Like, the interview she, she didn't did know with he him. was doing a talk at, at all. college. Yeah. And it got yeah. bumped up to be like, how about let's do it right now? Because we're all at the coffee shop. So basically, like, he's going to come interview her. Then, like, they're doing their coffee day and then he's there. And so he's like, why don't I interview you right now? Because you're my friend's girlfriend. And like that yeah. got bumped up. And then he's like, are you going to go to my talk tomorrow? And she's like, fuck a talk. Like, I didn't what? even know about that. So that talk <laughs> would have been before her already scheduled interview. Oh, so if she had kept the actual interview. He would have been like, how'd you like Did the you talk yesterday? Talk? Yeah. And she would have yeah. been like, duh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. She, no, she would have come up with the most elaborate possible lie. Yeah, you're right. She would have oh said, like, like, I oh was gosh. skiing there was and a I fell out of a plane. And like, here's like a, here's yeah. a notarized <laughs> receipt from the, like the staples that I was at, like buying supplies. And oh my God, I forgot my pajamas. Also, I can't see right now. Pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> but the so every after this conversation where they have they lay the ground rules, no sex like this is a fake relationship. We see each other for 10 minutes. Every time they interact after that just has like full like bounce chicken. Wow. Wow. Like, yes, it is it's like, hot, sexy, hot. Like, why don't here's a contrivance where you have to rub sunscreen on my yes. shirtless ah, chest. Yes. Here's just like, I'm just like pushing a car for oh, some reason. And you notice how good and big my muscles are. <laughs> oh, oh, when they're sweaty, at Tom, when they're, when they're at Tom's surprisingly boring talk, that's like a, the entirety of Woodstock showed up to attend. <laughs> yeah. Cause well, he's known as one of science's uh, biggest hotties. Yes. He um, is. So many uh, he's people a are there. Daddy. Now, what I do like about these three scenes, the the sunscreen scene, mm-hmm. the your uh, science daddy pushed a car, you need to go kiss him in the street, yes. and the please sit on his lap while Tom talks boringly, all yeah, of yeah. those are like nudges from on, yes. who is like, well, you said you're dating the known ass weirdo, I guess, just like date him already. I'm going to need some PDA. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna squirt all of this sunscreen all over you so that you will go rub it on that hot man playing frisbee who you have said is yours. I was convinced the whole time that An knew it was fake dating, but thought that Olive liked Adam, so was trying to do her friend thing by like she knew that she couldn't tell her because if she told her, then she would know, you know, like that whole web. But then was like, I can tell she likes him. So I'm going to be like, why aren't you sitting on his lap? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Um, but that didn't end up being the case. But that's She's not, just a no, weird that's not the case. Apparently like, all your of boyfriend. His... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. So wait, so they go and they do, so they have the um, impromptu interview. And yes. one of the things I really, really liked about this is that when Tom is like, so what's cool about your project? And she like fizzles out in her whole brain. Yeah. It's really nice because Adam then is like, what kind of question is that? Like, how <laughs> right. how do you expect her to answer this question? 
And so he looks at her and he's like, why don't you talk about what your thing is targeting and what what gaps in the literature it fills and what you think the problems will be and, and la, 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 la. And so she's sitting there going, oh, my gosh, Adam doesn't know this, but he really did me a solid because he helped me organize all of my thoughts mm-hmm. so I can nail this interview. Uh-huh. And you know throughout the whole thing that he's doing all of these things very intentionally, not yeah. pushing the car, okay? All right, that was just what, what that was just was fate. that? Just sometimes you just gotta push a car. Sometimes you have to push a car. I didn't even okay. understand the traffic that was happening. I was kind of confused. No, don't understand the traffic. I Wait. don't understand how pushing it like uh, into the next parking space would make <laughs> that much sweat. Wow, that was a lot of sweat, well, you guys. He's pushing a car. And I'm a I mean, sweater. He's a big, he's a big <laughs> hulking, like ten foot tall man. But hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy, and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie, and it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself, or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Wait, you boys, like, never push cars? I don't understand. I like, push not, cars. Never? I, I just, know. I figured it would be, like, a, he would know how jumper cables worked. And, like, mm. I would find that attractive in, in a man. Yeah, Because like, sure. I barely, I, I'd have to, I have to Google it. Like, I don't, I don't just know. And I right. thought that he would just know. And she'd be like, oh, like, he's such a manly man. And instead, he lifts the car up over his head <laughs> and, like, puts it in a different parking spot. <laughs> I would find, if jumper cables were, like, available and instead a man lifted a car above his head and oh. then just moved it to the next find spot, I would find that to be unattractive. Yes. <laughs> you don't have critical thinking skills. I would be like, this is not about you. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 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 Okay. And now, okay, now they go to Tom Benton's talk. And this is where on is like there are so many people here because he's a science hottie um please sit on your boyfriend's lap i would do it but he's not my boyfriend he's your (laughs) boyfriend yeah yeah which like weird flex on and so then she does she like looks at him and he he's like he he does his one curt nod Mm -hmm. that he does so often Mm -hmm. in the book Mm -hmm. and so she sits down on his lap and one of the things i really liked about this is just I felt like it was one encapsulation of how slowly comfortable she's getting with him. Oh, yeah. You know, 
Um, There's a lot of chatter of the two of them kind of like mocking the talk of just like talking about the room They're Once they actually develop a vocabulary with each other, it is very charming and it's clear that they are both very comfortable with it. It's just all predicated on some lies that they're telling each other and everyone. Jenga tower of lies. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So then they go outside and Adam is pushing that car and Anna's like, go kiss your boyfriend. So she goes over and she's like, we have to kiss now because Anna is looking and he's like, she is looking. She's still looking at us. We better kiss. And (laughs) they do. But it's like better than the first one because it is consenting on both sides (laughs) and everybody's ready for it (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's not a surprise. Can you like she doesn't think she doesn't have the thought is he married until like chapter three? Oh my yeah, god! Just, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, consenting. And also, both why sides, wouldn't she kiss. know that if he's the most famous science hottie in the land? Right. No like, I feel like everybody cares if he's married. He's well, a him jerk. He's so dark and mysterious. Yeah. It's like he, he's a jerk, but he's, he's otherwise unknowable. totally unknowable. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Exactly. All right. Fair. Fair. All right. So what happens next? Is it picnic next? Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, so they've, they've talked about. Picnic? They've talked about the stakes of the science picnic, which feels like a Flintstones Ooh. Moose Lodge episode. Yes. Where we've got... It's like all- your boss nice is coming over to Craig. dinger and you... Yes. Nice <laughs> reference, Craig. <laughs> they, we, have to be, we have to be publicly in a My relationship. <laughs> it's just like... It's just like Craig knows every way to just like speak deeply to me all the time. Like... Wow. First with um, the happening and now. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> Before the picnic, this is important. Before the picnic, they have that fight, though, because he shoots (gasps) down somebody else's like Greg science, Greg's science project his no, his his um dissertation proposal sure yeah. sure sure. so he's he like, does shoot that down and he's like are stupid it's bad them. get a new um scientific Idea. method for it and so then he's like <laughs> stop it with that and do another thing instead and greg's like oh no if i start over i'm not going to graduate in time and then my wife is gonna like not live where i live or whatever and like it's a big deal and she like she's like you're mean all the time to everybody um, she tells text. him that he is um, uh, unapproachable and uh, antagonistic. Uh, antagonistic. Antagonistic. Yeah. 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 And, and she's like, "Don't you think you, you could Adam. say things a little bit more nicely?" And he's like, "No, that's not my job. My job is not to coddle these people. My yeah. job is to tell them whether or not the science they're doing is legit. And if it's not, they should do science better. I don't care where your wife is living. You should have done it right the first time, Greg." And she's like, well, fuck you then, Adam. And then he does like the three dots appear and then like no response for a couple of days. Yeah. This is my biggest problem with his characterization earlier in the in the book. And he, he gets into it even more like later on when they're in the hotel room together. But he is described over and over again as this famous ass who's like a horrible person and everybody hates him and he's a total nightmare. And like maybe it's just because he has been crushing on her for two years and 11 months. Yeah. But he is never anything less than like super courteous and thoughtful. And even he's not even like overbearing with her. Or no, the, he he's no. Like, he's super nice. Even the, the the like the reasons why his students hate him, I was actually like, yeah, I am team Adam on this one. Like, you should yes. just Hard do better same. work. Hard you should just be able to take criticism. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but like um, things that about her that you would think that 
would annoy him where she's just like wildly inefficient and like very flighty and like never knows where her shit is like one time when she She had to dig in her jeans for her like her dirty jeans on the floor for her cell phone that like gave Mm -hmm. me anxiety like that could have been in the washer immediately like just so many of those things that i feel like adam (laughs) would be like get your shit together like she didn't care about when it was her i don't i've washed my airpods erin have i told you about that no that that sounds that sounds accurate it's like six right like six again relatable content over here (laughs) sure but i just feel like adam would be more annoyed by that given sure michael how he is with others maybe maybe that's what maybe that's what love is i don't know yes here's a hypothesis maybe that's what love is hypothesis that's right Okay, so um, now they're going to go to this picnic, and she hasn't spoken to him in a couple of days, Yeah, but they're going to be people who date in front of everyone. Yep. Yes. So On does this thing. I love On's obsession with sunscreen. It's very on point as far as sure. her character is concerned. Mm-hmm loved it and she puts like a lake of sunscreen in her hand and then she's like i bet you need to find a lot of surface area of skin and put it on it <laughs> i wonder who has the, the most surface chest. area the largest oh palest chest in the history and of time Adam, stop playing ultimate frisbee come yeah. over here big boy they're all shirtless <laughs> it's <laughs> top gun but frisbee <laughs> like he he had so much anxiety about this picnic but his buddy Tom Benton's in town, and he's like, oh, yeah. time to rip off my shirt and throw yeah, that time disc. To take off like, shirt. Let's go. Loose. Yeah. That's the other thing. Good like, word. it seems like he's... Hammer he throw, has... my man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> they say he has so much social anxiety all the time. Like, they keep pressing this, like... Yeah. Hard for him to be around people, like exhaust him to be around people sort of stuff. But then like when he does get around people, he seems very at ease. Like, I guess, you know, like I I have a lot of social anxiety and you know, what's not high up on the list of things that I'm going to do in front of a bunch of strangers is taking off your shirt shirt and running around. (laughs) No, thanks. Is that it? No, thanks, everybody. (laughs) Not only that. I also think this whole sequence (laughs) says so much more about what on gets off on. Yes. And it does Agreed. It. <laughs> Loving on. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a a successful man ridden with social anxiety is not necessarily going to rip off his shirt and play ultimate frisbee. I would also think maybe he might not then just wander over to his grad student girlfriend and say, lather wow, me up, baby, wow, let's wow. go. Yeah, yeah, right. could, just, yeah. could you put the most sexually suggestive possible substance on my Hey, mm-hmm. the on Dean my is over back, there. Please? And he needs to know that I mean business. Oh, Can yeah. you lube up my back, please? Yeah, I need my need my grant funding. So, uh, yeah, go nuts. Go nuts, baby. Where's my funds? Lube me up. <laughs> Boy, is okay. this how decisions are made at Stanford? Are people, are boards just sitting around? California's a weird place. I mean, I remember, do you remember the sunscreen incident? Oh, man. Jeez. They okay. would never do it like this at Harvard. No, yeah, no wonder Harvard, everybody's no. trying to get out and get to Harvard. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is a weird yeah. way to have to like get to a situation where nobody's stealing your pipettes. Like, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so meanwhile, she has had two weeks to get a report together that's like all of for her... Um, yeah. yeah, for Tom to, Tom, Tom. to impress him into giving her a bench in his lab in Harvard for a year. 
So she's been working overtime and he is making sure that he has like all of her experiment protocols and like everything she's ever he, done in science in her life. And he moved yeah. the goalpost too. Like it was supposed yeah. to be like Monday and he's like, how about Saturday? Like, yeah. She's like, Ooh. so yeah, because she's a procrastinator. Right. And then um, don't does he go on a trip with Tom? They go back to Boston he, for like yeah. a little bit to yeah. do some stuff. I think it's to do what, grant stuff. And we learn I think it's later, partly like his covert interview yes. process, right? We learn later Adams. that that is yeah. the beginning of Adam's covert interview process at Harvard, which our good friend Holden Rodriguez later tells us. Um, He's Adam never even o- considered before. Yes, Adam has never considered this before, but I bet it's because you might go there. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, it is. Like, just listener, hey, listener, um, he's had a crush on her for almost three years. And that's the work. That's the reason. From so far away. From From so such a long distance crush. Just from that one time where her eyeballs hurt so bad she couldn't even (laughs) focus on him. Like, I can't. I don't think she looked pretty that day. Like, she was so red, red rimmed. She wasn't together. She cared so much about science. She cared so much about science because of her mom. Yeah. Oh, and, and her during, dad who left her on Jakku and she needed to I, I come like, up listen. with a cure for being left alone on the <laughs> desert <true>. planet. <laughs> if we listen, could only we, early we detect about... when you're going to get left on Jakku, <laughs> no one would get left on Jakku. We've talked a lot on the show about the magnetic appeal of an adult orphan. And I think yes. that could be the, the case. <laughs> like, could be this, this seems to be the, something that happens in romance a lot where somebody's like an orphan. Oh, I, I, do we, don't know, we don't know what that is. Issues? You don't have to meet any in-laws. Fair. You don't. Yeah, like, I think that's part of it. Craig. You're just, you're just free <laughs> from their attachments. Wow. Yeah, They've vistas got, are opening up in front of me right, right now. Yeah. It's true. I mean, some people really like their in-laws. Like, like some people's mm-hmm. in-laws listen to Overdue. So, like, I got no problem with my in-laws, but I can see, like, objectively... <laughs> I no, my in-laws are great. Have some Put it on the yeah. record. I've got no issues with my in-laws. No, <laughs> we, all, we all have fantastic we in-laws. We have great But in-laws. we can understand, like, what if we would have all married a different person? Like, oh, God. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But our, all of us have great in-laws. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Put so, that out oof, Base now, is covered. Oof, let's does go. He, doesn't he get back early from he his does. trip? He comes back early. Yes. And mm-hmm. she gets surprised by him, and she's very excited about it mm-hmm. because yeah. she's she's been a, a bit bereft without him the, around. They've yeah. been texting a little bit because phone Is calls that are. Is their kind of sweet late night lab scene that they have together, where they chat in the lab? When he like he comes back early, or is that before his trip? They have like I can't he's, the, I she's think... like she's cranking on this paper that she's got to get to Tom early, mm-hmm. and he's in the break room, and he took her chips, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, that scene this was is so, so good. Earlier, when they, they had that impromptu um, interview where Tom asked her what was cool about her research, and Adam's like, "You're a fucking idiot. Don't ask right. that question like that." And she doesn't quite get like she talks about how it's pancreatic cancer, but she doesn't quite talk about why. And it's obvious that it's related to some like tragedy in her past, but she doesn't want to get into it. And it's clear that she is not used to talking about it. Like we'll go out of her way not to talk about it. And so she opens up to Adam like it was my mom. I lost her when I was a teenager to pancreatic cancer. And that's been like my driving force this whole time. And that's how that's one way the book signifies that things are getting serious is like, here's a thing. That obviously she doesn't like talking about that she is talking about with this large hot man 
Yeah. And the way that he listens and the way that the way that he receives that and like doesn't go overly sympathetic or, you know, Mm -hmm. do the things that a lot of times happens when you talk about a loss like that is also very comforting to her. And he doesn't push her to talk about it either, which which Mm -hmm. Tom was Mm -hmm. doing, which is gross. Oh, yeah. Tom, during that, he was like, who died? When did they die? Yeah. What kind of what kind of hurt is on your soul? Your grief is a trope. Tell me about it. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I I really like this this scene in particular. And there there are a couple of others. Like I mentioned the hotel one where he is like describing more in depth, like his 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 uh, issues with his like previous advisor and how how that influences his like teaching and mentoring style. Like I thought that was very sweet. But like these two characters are frequently doing really annoying, improbable stuff. But there are enough little scenes like this that where it sort of pays off, like where the mm-hmm. characterization and the 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 setting and like their relationship to each other and like their difference in age and position like really comes together and pays off that mm-hmm. I that that I think is why the book works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. yeah, it's it's just it's it's nice. This is a nice scene. I think there's also something at the end of that scene he comes close to saying something. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was, and I don't so, remember if it's. I think it, he's about to tell her that he's had a crush on her for. Is that years. what it is? Yeah, but I then think Jeremy he's about comes to in. Drop that she. He was bathroom guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And luckily, Irish Jeremy things. comes in. Both and, things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. God damn, Jeremy. And I think part of this interaction of how then she leaves the conversation with Adam to then go with Jeremy adds fuel to the fire later when. Yes. um, Good point. Like, I think that might be like the next scene is she's with she's with Malcolm, her her other friend at the, the coffee shop. And she. Oh, God, she's oh such my a God, Malcolm mess. is such a pansexual so dreamboat. So yeah, I do love <laughs> really Malcolm. quick. I love so Malcolm. sorry. Malcolm Malcolm's forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm forever. I did like immediately, immediately clock that the best friends of the two romantic leads were going to get together. Like mm-hmm. this was going to be a full when Harry met Sally situation. <laughs> sure, and it was going to happen, and it was going to be great. And then mm-hmm. was. And this is Holden, so. not Tom, because Tom sucks. Holden. Yeah, no, Tom yeah. Sucks. no, no, no. We haven't we haven't met the other the They're real both best great friend friends, like great supportive uh, friends. They're good guys. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we're having coffee with Malcolm. She has a Wednesday at Schmervam coffee date with Adam every week to be seen having coffee. That's their 10 minutes a week. For some Mm -hmm. reason, we're having coffee with Malcolm at the same time. At like 9.55. Yeah. (laughs) She just doesn't doesn't think about it. she's freaking out because she just realized that like she likes him, like like likes him. Mm -hmm. And she's also finally figuring out that she's demisexual. So she's been she's been sort of confused for a lot of the book. Well, not a lot of the book, but like she talks about a lot of um, the years a lot of her before life this. Before the book, yeah, yeah, um, being really confused because she's like, I just don't experience attraction the way that it seems like other people do, and she's realizing that like she has to trust someone and like really respect them and really like like or love them in order to experience any sexual attraction, and she's got the biggest boner for Adam mm-hmm. that like has ever happened. The pipe is full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> and he 
And and she's like, but he would never, not with me. Holden already, oh my God, she had this conversation with Holden where he was like, yeah, he's been talking about this girl and I'm so glad that now he has a girlfriend because it's been long no, enough Holden that he's been in love with you. Holden tells her that it's her. He's like, yeah. I'm so no, glad he finally he got doesn't. with you because and he's been Im- talking about this yeah. girl for so long. But, and she's but like, he and her imposter syndrome and her like deep, like, I don't, like deep seated dislike of herself or like yeah. distrust of herself makes her think oh well it can't possibly be me well no but it's also <laughs> because, because yeah. he phrases it in a way that's like he would only ever date this girl yes. that he's been in love with for three years and she's like well that's not me because he's only fake dating me oh no and we met two years and 11 months ago which is <laughs> much different than three years yeah. Yeah. but he was probably watching her sleep before that before, <laughs> yeah. before the bathroom <laughs> Yeah, he was definitely using climbing the, using into her the window. Force. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So she's telling Malcolm, she's like, what would I even tell him anyway? Like, I can't talk to him about this. What would that I just I say? Like, like him. I like him. every time he's around, I'm horny for him. I don't know. It, yeah. it was better. I want to hop on his said. D. Is you know, that what you what want they, me to say to him? Yeah, that's what the book was. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, my gosh, he's here for the standing weekly appointment that I have what? with him at this time. My God. Like, she just she just never and has he has overheard enough of it but not that it was about him so what does she do andrew what's the what does she do she's like well (laughs) if you have somebody who you'd secretly love and it's not me then i have somebody who i secretly love and it's not you it's totally not you i wasn't talking about you at all i'm gonna lie it's definitely a guy named jeremy she doesn't say that though. He assumes that it's Jeremy. No, he he assumes that it's Jeremy. There, there's yeah, there's some there's some faults on on both sides I, of this divide. But yeah, he she decides to pull the old switcheroo. One thing that I loved is that she says, "Oh, it's not about you." I wasn't saying that, and he was like, "Yeah, I know." Like he was very he, yeah, he hates himself same. too for no right. reason. Yeah. So then, so but the thing the thing that's nuts about him thinking that it's Jeremy is like. Jeremy Why are the we original... fake dating then? Yeah, so Jeremy <laughs> was the yeah, original was guy that we were fake dating place. to show that it wasn't, she wasn't into him. Now she yeah. is into him. So maybe we, now we stop, but now we're just fake dating for grant funding. Aren't yeah. scientists I... supposed to be good at maths? Because like that equation is fucked it doesn't up, add up. as it's soon true. as Jeremy's on the other side, mm-hmm. you know? Jeez. I mean, maybe he just knows Olive and her like, all of her lying style enough at this point to know that she would never take the she'd never go as the crow flies between two <laughs> points like in a human relationship she would yeah. always need to go the roundabout way mm-hmm. so okay okay so that's like the big kind of two-thirds of the way through relationship com- complication it doesn't like break up their fake relationship Mm-mm. but it sets both of them on an expectation that like after this it is probably over like they, I think they both kind of understand and she is obviously pushing the notion of being with him away because if she ever got involved with him, then, you know, then he would disappear and she would she would actually lose him because yeah. so she can't get close to him. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's like a big event in Boston or something. Is is like the everyone's going to Boston is the everyone's last going chapter. to the big it's event. It's conference Boston. time. It's <laughs> academic conference time yep. where they ask a bunch of super poor people to rent three hundred dollar hotel rooms for no reason. Yep. Yeah. So what happens there is that both of her pals, the ones that they were going to room with, on is like, I'm taking my first boyfriend trip and we're having a room together. And then Malcolm's like. 
I decided to bunk in with these bitches. And so she has nowhere to stay. And so no. she And everyone's like, We oh, just no. thought you'd stay with the hot guy. We just thought you'd stay with the hot you guy that you're dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they know know he's the keynote speaker, even though she doesn't. (laughs) She doesn't doesn't know know he's the the keynote keynote speaker. speaker. How? We're supposed to just trust that her science is so good. (laughs) Yeah. Her science is so good because she isn't able to do any kind of analytical problem solving in any other relationship. (laughs) She never notices anything. Like, you know, this was on the front of the program. She even says, I'm sure it was huge on the front of the program. And I just didn't notice. Like, it was probably on banners in the fucking lobby. Yeah, we're just if supposed to been, really hard trust that she's good at science. If it had been in between a couple of those little glass slides under a microscope, she would have noticed it because her <laughs> science is so good. That's all she thinks it's about true. is science. Yeah, because yeah. she's but, been invited to to speak on a panel mm-hmm. about her research. She was supposed she doesn't to know who was on the panel with her. <laughs> Yes, yeah, she doesn't know who's on the panel either. She's petrified of it. He helps her prepare. It's very sweet. It is. Yeah, he he's like, put send me your slides. Deck together. Yeah. And she's like, OMG. Because like that honestly is love. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's very erotic. Is Yeah. Like, tr- and just trying to make sure that he has like the right fonts and like the version of PowerPoint that he yeah. needs to open the file. Like it's it's very intimate. Yeah. But her backgrounds were lime green. Yeah. They were on indeed. the slides that she was going I mean, to present to other scientists. Maybe mm-hmm. it was just supposed to be like an intentional homage to the early internet that didn't, it didn't. <laughs> Nickelodeon is To a GeoCities yeah. like. Yeah, okay. like it was just like, this is my Angel Fire <laughs> presentation about pancreatic cancer. My live it's journal construction. about pancreatic cancer. Yeah, it has a little under construction gif guy on. Except he's got like a microscope or something. <laughs> yes. This rules. Oh my gosh. Um, but she, so she's kind of terrified of that, but she's going to stay with him in his hotel room. They have, yeah, he offers to let her stay. Or whatever. And he's yes. like, she's like, no, I can't possibly do that because there will only be one there bed. There will only be one bed. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, what? No, I, I got a double bed. I got that confirmation email. I can yeah. forward it to you. And he's, she's like, no, <laughs> when this happens, it's always only one bed. Which it's, it's kind of fun that she's always commenting on the, the romantic comedy tropes, you know, like, oh my gosh we're fake dating it's just like a romance you know like oh we're doing yeah. all the tropey things there will only be one bed it will be all these happenstances but it's like she's never watched the end of one of these movies <laughs> totally <laughs> well, she's like all a... of these things are happening to bring us together but I we think couldn't that yeah. might be right though because i think early on when she's like oh i'm best friends with on we always eat junk food and fall asleep watching movies maybe oh she god, never she finishes the, the movie <laughs> oh my god craig you're right She's never seen anybody get the. She just thinks wow. she's never seen that the hero is like, "You're not good enough for me. Goodbye forever." <laughs> she's yeah. like, "Yeah, those yeah. movies are so sad." Famously yeah, she never howled. sees Matthew McConaughey get on that motorcycle and go <laughs> no. across the bridge, you know, Richard to get Gere that yellow probably, dress lady. Richard Gere probably just keeps paying her to show up. It probably yes. never changes. Yeah. it's probably yeah. the same. I mean, the whole and time. everybody remembers the end of You Got Mail, where Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are just like, "Okay, bye." Bye. <laughs> the funny thing about melodies with Matthew McConaughey on the motorcycle is that. That mm-hmm. could have been the wedding planner or how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. That's why I threw the yellow dress in there. Oh, you sorry, know sorry. what I'm talking I didn't, about I didn't now. hear that sure. part. Sorry. Yeah, he was also carrying his Lumford. I'm sure about it. I recall. <laughs> so <laughs> now, so now they, she agrees. And because yeah. he says, um, I'm only going to be there for one night anyway. We'll only have like one overlapped night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll be barely any time to have sex at all. Yeah, yeah no. not. <laughs> mirror hours. which we which we won't no, no never. because we agreed mm-hmm. yeah. 
So she goes <laughs> and he like walks in early. She's like, he would never come to the hotel room that his name is on and he has a key to. <laughs> and he he does get there just in time to see her in her uh, flatteringly shrunken little black dress. Who yeah. doesn't try on their outfit before they go to the thing? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, he's into it. Yeah. He's hard into it. He can't yeah. go to her talk because, surprise, he's the keynote speaker. He's the keynote speaker. Who knew? Who and could then, possibly have known? Yeah. And then she gets to her uh, her panel and Tom Benton is like, fancy seeing you here. <laughs> so cool. We have a panel together. And she's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what a weird. <laughs> Wait, but the talk and the panel are different things, right? The no, keynote she's present, no, it's, speak it's like, is different. No, I it's like the, key, a, the, the keynote speech is the reason why Adam can't come to her presentation. Right. And that Tom and Olive are on the panel together is why he is at her presentation. So I, and I've been to I've been to right. panels like this through um, like medical school stuff that I've worked with, where yeah. like it's like four or five people. They each do their like little mini TED talk thing, and then they sit back down, oh. and then and they're usually do like thematically. A yeah, I understand that. Okay, okay. So she yeah. had her talk, and then immediately following is the panel where it's like the Q and A. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they cool. all get a turn to be it. like, this is the science I'm doing. Now ask us questions. Understood. So it goes really well. And then afterwards, everybody's like, wow, Olive, you've done such a good job saving pancreases all over the world. And <laughs> she's like, wow, I really did. I barely stammered over words that I know backwards and forwards. It's totally cool. Mm-hmm. And then Tom fucking Benton comes slithering up to her and what holding, a heel turn. Like what a heel turn. I mean, you went from no. zero to 100% villain so fast. Yes. Well, yeah, it's like a guy definitely... who one person who one friend of Adam's didn't like for reasons that he didn't disclose to full on cartoon, like rubbing his hands together. He's twirling his olive to the Yeah, he's yeah. like tying Olive to train tracks while yes. delivering mm-hmm. this monologue. <laughs> He said yeah. like fifteen things where like two things would have would have done yes. enough like he to make him definitely. a villain. So yeah, he comes on to her. He mm-hmm. uh you know basically just tries to uh start kissing her there and then forcibly mm-hmm. without yeah. you know, she tries she stops him. She rejects but, I mean, to be fair, she's done that to others. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> so and like let's book, just call it even at this point. I think the book is aware of is like is aware that it's doing that, I think. You know, I think right. Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah, there's yeah, also definitely. the author's note at the end where she talks a little bit more about Title IX stuff. So I think she's like purposefully mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Agreed. yeah. He he is then like, Well, what? You were totally sleeping your way to the top. That's the only why did you think I was gonna give you this thing? And then he also, yeah, Aaron, he starts like villain monologuing about how he's like gonna undo Adam's career from the inside and he's gonna steal all her research. And he's, you know, just takes off his face and it's a lizard and he's just an awful human. Yes. True. And, yeah. and she's yeah. like, why are, you, why are you doing this? And he's like, because I can. Because I'm a man in science. Like, yeah. No one will ever believe you. Well, like, it's, it is. I understand that it happens this way because it needs to happen this way because Olive, who is really good at pancreas science, but otherwise doesn't have two brain cells that she can rub together, has left her (laughs) iPhone voice memo thing going from the presentation for this whole time. So she's caught it on tape and so she can fix it later. But 
like, but yeah, I this the, the description we get of Tom otherwise is this guy who is actually really adept at using soft power and like right. manipulating people without them realizing that he's manipulating them. Mm. And for him to come fully out and just and- to, to be full villain in this moment just just feels I mean, it feels like it's happening because it has to happen. And yeah. unlike a lot of the other stuff that happens in the book, it doesn't feel like it's happening because of reasons that are like rooted in, in character or. Yeah. Well, and you're right. It's really interesting because so much of his character is using charm as social currency to get mm-hmm. ahead. Mm-hmm. And so just, yeah, pulling back his face and showing his lizard parts um, is pretty surprising there was a moment however where i didn't know where it was going and it might be a commentary on me but when he was saying i have what you need don't i at the harvard labs <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like wait 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 this, this is not the is hero this, is this about beakers <laughs> I, I want to say, <laughs> all right, let it, let the record and then reflect it got that not Melody sexy. was into Tom Benton <laughs> no, during got this not speech. Sexy. Uh, just like that one part. And she was, I was hoping like, oh. this went into the sexy throuple in Boston. I mean, um, but it could have. I wouldn't I, hate it. I'm always, I'm always into the sexy throuple. <laughs> it's very. That's one. I mean, it's, it's a hypothesis that didn't work out. It's true. Yeah. But I do. as scientists, it's good that you wanted to. I explored you know, it, Andrew. It. Yeah, mm-hmm, empirically. Yeah. I do want to say this though, because I wish it was. I just I wish it was less of a full villain turn. I think you kind of touched on this, Andrew. Like I wish it was mm-hmm. not recorded. I wish it wasn't a full villain turn. I wish it, instead of it being recorded, she did have like a situation where maybe people didn't believe her, but Adam did, or yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. Right, it's right, just right. not how it happens in real life like somebody doesn't give you a villain monologue and step out and say like i'm evil and i'm gonna sleep with you when you come to harvard like instead it's like it's it's like an undercurrent or like one comment where you're like did that did that just happen am i wrong Mm -hmm. like and you're second guessing yourself and then you're like if i tell somebody about this how is it gonna sound and like right i wish it was something that was a little more realistic and in in that way because the the whole the whole thing that like so she before she tells adam about this she tells holden about this who's adam's bff that we mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. and he is because because he is the only one who expressed any doubt whatsoever about tom and his character and his motivation motivations up to this point and you know because because holden and malcolm have started boning uh malcolm is like why don't you go yeah and we're all very happy about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) but malcolm is like why don't you go ask uh maybe this guy's best friend in the whole world about how he would respond to this and he says this thing about how you know we're we're scientists and we all we we are trained to yeah to 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 seek evidence and to to uh, change the way that we think based on what the evidence is, whether that agrees with what our hypothesis as is, whether we whether it's what we want or not. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think even that point that the book is like explicitly making would be better made if if she didn't if she wasn't literally like Phoenix Wright like presenting evidence like here's the tape recording mm-hmm. of this guy right, right. saying exactly the thing in exactly the terms that would be admissible in a court. I also like yeah. what you said <laughs> earlier Andrew because like yeah he is this soft power guy that our two main characters are incapable of being like they they right, can't function right. in the world that they're, way. They're guileless. Yeah. yeah. And yes. and so 
what I what I like about this being part of his supervillain power set is that like the book is not it's not saying that if they had those skills they would be better served actually. Um, but right. I think you're right that he is smart enough that he would probably be playing a longer con than this moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, she, he would have to get her there. Come on, the everybody. In world, she would have undoubtedly walked away from this conversation confused as to whether or not she'd heard what she thought she just yes. heard. Yeah. Or what, if he yes. was actually saying the thing she thought he was just saying. And, yeah. and there would be no, there would be nothing for her to latch on to of like, Tom said this to it, me and the, it was offensive. Or at this well, point, but, it would have just been like way more, it, it would have just been charm. Like yeah. this is, it would still be charm because mm-hmm. she's not in his lab yet. No. She owes him nothing right now. Before you try to... Right? You have to exert, you have to have power over her before you can exert the power only over motivation her. That Dr. Makes, B. The only yes. motivation I think that makes sense for him going this bad this soon is that he actually thinks she's too good of a scientist and doesn't mm. want her in his lab He's at trying all. To tear her down. Because he does yeah. say, like, no one will believe you. I have all of your notes. I'm just going to do your work. And yeah. So and I'm going to take it as mine. If he invites her or if he honors the agreement. Do sex. Yeah. Um, but if he honors the agreement and then makes the play later. Then there's like a whole like she came out to Boston. She's recorded as being part of his lab. Mm. Like, I think at this point, I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't think, think that the book is really making this argument. I'm just trying to figure out a way. No, that I don't, I don't think he's it. intentionally yeah. trying to blow it up. I think maybe he's overplaying his hand yeah. because he yeah. thinks the because all the because of all the stuff that you said is true. Like yeah. he, he thinks that even and, and and you know to support his hypothesis like she is leaning in the direction of like not reporting him not doing anything yeah. until she realizes that she literally has a voice recording of yeah. him right. saying all this stuff to because her. in right. between mm-hmm. her going to hold in or talking to anybody about this yeah, yeah she yeah. like is very clearly shaken and then she just goes back to the hotel room and then she has She's a wonderful night now. with adam yeah. They go on a date so and eat he sushi. he comes back to the hotel. A lot of conveyor of a belt sushi before yes. this this very oh, lengthy sex uh, scene, which I was like, don't. I mean, a I'm lot of conveyor belt sushi in the digestive I feel like there would be gastro- gastrointestinal issues <laughs> yeah. that would get in she's the way of this night. Nomin on <laughs> stuff that she's like, mm, who knows what kind of fish this is. Room yeah. temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is out of character for me, but we do need to back up before we get to the sex. And that is that when he walks in, the way that he handles this is is really incredible for her. So she's crying and he's like, what happened? Who did this to you? And she says, basically, she tells him that um, people in general were saying that she's a bad scientist and that she's mediocre and that she's derivative. And the only reason she got on the panel was because she was his girlfriend and like all the things Tom said to her. And he is like, he just pokes holes in all of those things and really builds her back up. And then he tells her, I don't know if this is before or after. It's probably after. doesn't matter. He tells her about his advisor and like yeah. really gets yes. into the nitty gritty mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about that is that Tom Benton was always there to sort of mediate um, the abuse that the advisor uh, did on um, on Adam. But... We find out later from Holden that it was four things that, like, he would have no idea 
about Adam doing unless he had a spy on the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Tom has been his long con here. And this is why I think the heel turn is so is so unbelievable because he's literally been doing this for 10 years yeah, with Adam yeah, yeah. is like getting him in trouble and then defending him and really making Adam the better scientist think that Tom is, you know, rely on Tom in other ways so that Tom can get good science out of him and put his name on it, too. Yeah. Um, okay, but but she's crying and he's wiping tears off her face and it's all very cute. Gently, and then thumb to cheekbone. He does do the thumb on that <laughs> cheekbone. Yeah. And then he's like, let's skip everything and we'll go out and we'll get you we'll get you drinks and we'll get you food. Let's just and take let's cute. do alcohol and then on top of that lukewarm conveyor belt sushi, all you yes. can eat twenty dollars. And then on top of that a, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. pumpkin spice sugar drink. Yeah. Oh no, that comes and then later. As, and then as soon as you're done having the worst diarrhea of your entire life, we'll go back to the hotel room yeah. and have sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they do go back to that hotel room and she only has two beers and it was hours ago and we need mm-hmm. we it's noted for the record everyone. Yeah. Yep, you go. Um because after he sort of spills his guts to her, she's like, "Wow, it's time to kiss." Mm-hmm. So she, she did forget her there's two beds, oh. but she for, but there is zero pajamas. Um yes. so she has to wear his shirt, which is so, so big what? on her. Oh my god. Well, Cuz he's such a big man. He is. That that's actually yes, that is why Andrew. Good job. Yeah. 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 And oh, and she's also just, wearing these you unicorn knee socks. <laughs> No, like, she's wearing knee socks. Whoa, okay. Whoa. Why can't she just like get her shit together for like one <laughs> one moment in time? Like <laughs> Okay, so she does sidle on up to him and and she kisses him and he's like, Wow, this is a bad idea. And in her inner monologue, she's thinking, Yep, he's totally right. But out loud, she keeps saying, Why? And so they go through all of it, and he's like, I am in a position of power over you. It's a this, it's a that. I don't want you to change your mind later. He's like, you know, going through all of it. And she's very like, I don't care. This is all I want. And then she explains to him that she's demisexual. The and words that are this never is said, a big though. deal. Never no. said. No. No. She just says, like, I can only experience sexual attraction when i have an emotional connection and like i really like you and i really trust you to infinity and beyond so i do want you to put it in me right now and (laughs) i think if if this had been a thing she'd only really recently discovered about herself i don't think she would have the terminology to to no no i I just think it's important to say that it's never said in in the book this is something we're saying yeah. 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 I think it is believable it. that she wouldn't be like, I have mm-hmm. yesterday I figured out I am a demisexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they, they start with with uh, other stuff. Which okay. Is it's, fun. it's making out and there's a finger bang. Uh, yeah, what we Craig. call on the show a traditional Highlander finger banging. That's um, yeah. his, he's got big he knuckles, she her, says. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, the really, first knuckle. She she's got knuckles. a problem with the first knuckle. That's or nuts. Just, because she has the teeny tiniest little channel. Ooh, it's so tight and small and warm, he says later. Or little, baby. <laughs> I don't know. It's They have a good time, uh, though. So they're my fun. favorite. Listen, so, okay, so they're doing, this, no, go, go, they're go, doing go, go. this finger bang. And yeah. he can tell that she's a little bit uncomfortable. And he's like, hey, are you seem really tense. Like, are you still okay? You can say no any time. Like, you don't have to keep go through with this. And she's like, no, I've never wanted anything more. And so he's like, okay, but then you've done this before, right? Because things things seem a little 
like not and she says yeah i've gotten finger blasted twice in college (laughs) (laughs) and now (laughs) and so then he's like everyone who's listening is figuring out like all the overdue listeners are like this is why it said explicit at the start like it's just been a lot of science like when is it getting when are they when are are we gonna get to the finger blasting factory (laughs) now is when it is it's here everybody (laughs) So, okay. So then she, so then he's like, no, I can't do this. We have to stop. You're basically a virgin. And she says one of the cutest science rants. Oh, she does do a science rant. Yeah. She does an adorable science rant right now. And I'm going to read it to you. Please. So she, he says, you're basically a virgin. She's like, I'm not. And then he goes, but so close to it. And she's like, no, that's not the way it works. Virginity is not a continuous variable. It's categorical. Binary, nominal, dichotomous, ordinal, potentially. I'm talking about chi-square, maybe Spearman's correlation, logistic regression, the logit model. Hmm? I knew knew uh, when you started. I didn't want to be like, there's going to be a lot of words in this, Mel. But like, I wanted to believe in you. (laughs) And that stupid sigmoid function. Listen, I got most of them. But L-O-G-I-T did throw me for a loop. Logit, I think. Logit. Yeah, Logitz. and he's and he's taken with this. He likes. Oh it. man, he think he does well, a laughing kiss on her. Just rock hard, Ooh. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, "Okay, we're still doing this, but we do have to go about it a bit differently." And I, I like, I like that he has you know multiple paths to get to the same yeah. place. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice. So then he does do a go down on her and she is she's like oh no no don't i've never done this before we should she actually says i'm the one who put you up to this so like we should Mm -hmm. do stuff on you that you're Mm -hmm. into we should do stuff that you want to do yeah she's like you don't want to do this this is something i want to do and then he like puts her hand on his like super rock hard erection is like i do want to do it then he starts going down on her and she's like you don't want to do this and he's like "I, i i'm the hero in a romance novel like i do yes really want to go down on you for the most time possible yeah Um, she she always fell asleep before that part of the movie though so she doesn't know that this is how (laughs) that's true that's That's true true. this all happens off camera in the wedding planner and other (laughs) (laughs) 10 things i hate about you indeed so okay so as this is happening he's like no i love it she's like i think it's gonna take a long time i'm nervous and he's like yeah take as much time as possible later on (laughs) he's like (laughs) later on he's like i want to go down on you until you pass out yeah (laughs) at one point he's like you "You have to stop talking or else i will come and you need to stop because i need to just keep going (laughs) (laughs) yeah it gets to the point where she's like sir sir please stop like <laughs> yeah like things are too sensitive already it's we gotta enough. cool it <laughs> a little so then they do have missionary sex and yes. it's really good this is when he's like no your voice is too hot like i'm gonna yes. blast yeah. off they have any unprotected moment sex oh yes um, yeah he... but she's on birth control and she's clean, clean. She's clean she says Hate yes he Hate never the word clean. says that he's also been tested recently yeah. yeah. No. 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 It's only that. really a I'll worry live. for her. Yeah. Yeah. You think that you could have had like a little callback to Fluchella there? You could have talked about yes. like our, Oh my god. What we what we're protected against? But... We we don't need to talk yeah. about Fluchella, but it's a thing yeah. that happens. He's yeah, afraid, he's afraid, afraid of, needles. of needles. Everyone. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, my, so something I really like about reading romance novels on my Kindle 
mm-hmm. is, you know, how Kindle has that feature where if a lot of people highlight something, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, then yeah. the Kindle tells you the thing that a lot of people highlight. Tell me. The, Read aloud. And Tell the, me. One, the one section of the sex scene that a lot of people were really into is uh, this is Olive uh, saying this is the start of the underline. 1,827 people highlighted this part of the book. You're so big, says Olive. <laughs> He groaned into her neck. His entire body was vibrating with tension. You can take it. And that's just the that's the highlight. That's <laughs> I mean, highlight. to be fair, I also highlighted it. No, it's good. So. You, were, you were one of the 1,827 people. Yeah. I will yeah. say that um, <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> when people on social. So like when this book then got the backlash and was like, this book is cringe. The the thing in the sex scene that people were like, oh, this yeah. sex scene is the worst. People were mad about the part where he puts her whole boob in his mouth. <laughs> that oh, yeah. part was. <laughs> so I just, I just really want to mention it. At one point, he does take his big, huge Kylo Ren mouth yes, and, and suck her whole ray boob her into it. Her whole tit in there. And I, I, yeah, I when did, you're one with the I force, did make you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The force, the force. I, I, yeah, I had an issue with that both from like a logistical standpoint and from a would anybody be into this? It's like either side, really. Like, yeah. Well, the next day, her tits are sore because yeah, of all yeah, because the stuff he's been doing on them. Yeah, she probably has like a full boob hickey. Like, that would take a lot of suction to get in there. She Absolutely. did Plus, say like, the teeth. She wanted to do know. things that he was into, Andrew. So <laughs> that's true. true. In the full, the full boob. Yeah, true. the boob and mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to do you things can only for you. Get off if he has a woman's voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they call that the Bunsen burner. Is what they call it. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's the pe- that's called the petri dish. <laughs> no, I think maybe the petri dish. The petri dish is later when he like goes down on her again and licks with, all of and his own and cleans her up. You're right. That's, that's, the that's, that's, the, that's, that's the that's the petri dish, and it's very important to clean up your lab when you're yeah. finished doing yeah. science. Really He's serious about it. He doesn't need mm-hmm. no janitors in here. Okay, <laughs> so. They do have good sex. It's like transformative. You can't say janitor because it just makes me think about him throwing sawdust. (laughs) Oh, no. Look, it's stuff he's into, Andrew. She's a wonderkind. I also, I like... One, here's one part from the section that I liked. It's oh, right yeah. after the part, the highlight we just, just one read. part. No, just yeah. I, I like this part because um, so they and it start, wasn't tip mouth. It was not tip mouth. Um, they start <laughs> okay. having sex, and uh, then Adam pulled out, pushed back in, and they annihilated the no sex rule. I like that. Like the yeah. annihilation of the rule felt physical. And like part oh. of the action of them having it was just I don't know the the shift it's from kinetic. it being yeah, yeah. the shift from sure. it being descriptive of their bodies to being descriptive of their relationship uh, just worked for me I liked it yeah and yeah they broke that part of the contract <laughs> oh, they ripped it up and then they had sex on top of it um, man it's then, so yeah. much sex though so but much like, sex. so he he they do the traditional highlander finger banging then he yes. goes down on her then yes. they do missionary penetrative sex then she yeah. takes a little mm-hmm. napperino little snoozer little yeah, yeah. small snoozer she does, she does, nap down she on does her again. also come again to the penetrative sex yeah. yes, yes. Which, she yeah. does which it, yeah. like come on that's fine <laughs> 
Then he goes down no, on her again. No, she hasn't had sex in like 12 years or something like yeah. that. It's hard to come after mm-hmm. you haven't had sex for like 12 She's years. She's like really anyway. into this is Kylo Ren. So then he goes down on her again just to clean up all the splooge down there. Yeah. yeah. Then she gives him a beach. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then he's yeah. like, can I fuck you again? And she's like, no, sir. Like, Jesus. <laughs> like, we have to sleep. Like, my God. Which I, when he said the set, when he was like, can I fuck you again? I was like, okay. Like, we, come on. And I'm really glad that that was also her reaction to that. I'm reaction. sure there are a lot of books where, where they would, she would be like, yeah, all right, let's keep let's Well, no, that's going. the reason but, that she goes down on him because oh, you're right, she's you're like, right, right. you did go down on me and I had a big old orgasm. I would like to do the same for you. And he's like, yes. no, no, Olive, you don't have to. Oh, no. Does it even fit in your tiny mouth? I don't know. And it does. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it does. And she's like, I've yeah. never done this before. Has anyone yeah, ever me. done it to you? And he's like, yes, because I'm a 34 yeah. year old man. I've had a <laughs> blowjob before. Just yeah. imagine that you're trying to fit somebody's whole titty in your mouth. Yes. And it's kind of like that. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then okay. He, she's like, when do you leave for your Harvard interview situation? Yep. Because he's like, I am maybe going to be in Harvard next year mm-hmm. uh, to take you on hikes and like maybe finger blast you in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And she is like, oh, like she's thinking to herself, well, I'm not taking that job Correct. with Tom Benton. So like this is super definitely over because also she one of the things she doesn't want to report Tom Benton because she doesn't want to sabotage Adam's like incredible grant and collaboration and all the things, even though he gets like 20 grants a year. Yeah, yeah. like who wants to work with a guy who just tried to like rape your girlfriend? Like And they've and I, they've like, unfrozen his funds, so he's like, you know, good to go. It's oh, September yeah, she 29th finds that now, out. Also. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, so she thinks he must be gone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, long story short, she breaks up with him because it's the 29th. His funds are gone. His funds are, you know, in the world. And, uh, and, on and Jeremy are happy together because let's review that is why this all started. Yes. And then he's like, as he, as she breaks up with him, he's like, no, if you never need anything, like you, I want you to come to me. I'm still here for you no matter what. And like, I will love you from afar, just like I did before. No worries. Um, And then so she goes back. She does find that recording. And then she's like, OK, I have empirical evidence. I'm going to do science on this motherfucker. And Holden says, yeah, Adam likes Tom, but like he would not be into anybody who behaves this way. So and that he's not like hard up enough to even consider working with this man just for a grant yeah Yeah, and also he only said he was going to go to harvard like the day after he learned that you were going to go up there yes yeah yes exactly so she goes to one of the restaurants in which he is doing an after interview dinner and as soon as she walks in the door he like sees her with his force eyes and then he gets up and like levitates all the way over there immediately (laughs) and he's like why are you here what's going on did you change your mind and she's like i have things to tell you and And then tom Tom comes over runs up he's like hey i'm here too oh hey (laughs) Hey, i'm tom hey hi hi. uh can i intimidate you from from right now And so she starts playing the recording and Adam does go berserker mode and yeah. he physically attacks him. Pushes him yeah. like a truck. 
Yeah. Pulls yeah. out his yes. lightsaber and pretends like Tom is a control panel on oh, the Star yes. Destroyer. True. that <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> he swooshes it hard. Swoosh. So then he just he gets Tom fired. He puts her on a plane and like they get back to San Francisco at the same time somehow. It's fine. And now they're going to do a double date with with Malcolm and Holden. It's very mm-hmm. cute. And like they're going to be together forever and it's yep. so cute and they're yep. so comfortable together at dinner and ugh but it's great. what? This is when she figures out that she oh. was the girl he was in love with for 3 years and she figures out for sure that he was the bathroom man and yeah. also that he remembers <laughs> that he was the bathroom man. <laughs> mhm. Which is, and when he figures out, because she tells him that she's not, that Jeremy wasn't the guy she was in love with. Like, yeah, let's just all consider that this is the dinner where these two hot dummies figure all of that out. <laughs> is that all? And we needed, like, just, Chinese fortune cookies to do it. It's good that <laughs> they got together because otherwise two whole other people would have to date them and, and deal with all this stuff. <laughs> they really are made for each other in this way. Truly. Don't they go True. back to the bathroom? Uh, in the epilogue that's the epilogue Aaron did you read the epilogue of course not no I don't read epilogues I didn't think it was a bathroom I thought it was the like by the the water fountain where they kiss the the first time yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, they sure. go to the hallway. It's like one year, and she's like, "It's it's ten more seconds until the time when I did assault you that first oh, time." That's right. And yeah, and so they like, so then they start talking about like, "Oh yeah, we we did this and we did that," and it's like so cute, and we're still here at Stanford because she also got a closer lab job. Berkeley. It's all great. Everything's Berkeley, coming yes. up. These hot dummies. Mm-hmm. And and like. I think the the closing line is something like it's similar to the end of the prologue where it's like she has a good reason to do science and to like stick it out in science and he's part of he's the reason now too. Ooh, I think that's what it means. It's something like that. I don't remember what the exact wording is, but she's got. I, a, I made like an affirmative noise, like I knew, but I've already said I didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> you don't read <laughs> Yeah, I didn't say that, <laughs> but it sounded right. Yeah, it sounds like something the book would do. Like, yeah, I remember, I remember it sounds like the it, right way to end it, yeah. I remember reading it being like, oh, that's why the prologue ended that way. Like, it felt like a, like Star Wars, it rhymed with itself. Um, yeah, and the very, the, the, the very last line is, may I kiss you, Dr. Carlson? So at least she fixed that. Yeah, yeah she is asking for consent this time. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I, We've all learned. I know. Big growth in this book, I'll tell well, you. science, baby. wasn't it fun and there were there were a lot of times that we sort of skipped over where like there was there was really good romantic tension and banter and like i don't know yeah Yeah, a lot of of little cute interactions between them they have a lot of good pretty it was pretty evocative in that way Um, i think it's listen it does get overshadowed by when she like cakes him in sunscreen in front of (laughs) all of her friends and colleagues but there are a bunch of quieter moments also that are (laughs) that make the relationship work something for everyone justify the sunscreen stuff i just feel like someone in the advisory board might just say like just might put an extra eye on her to be like she's one of our leading young grad students but she's very comfortable lubing up her professor boyfriend at a picnic (laughs) We should maybe, maybe, maybe that's not give him his grant money back. (laughs) Yeah. 
Release yeah. the funds. It's so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody Listen. needs to open an investigation into anything or anybody. The only no. investigation that needs to happen is why is this man not being given the full use of his grant money? Yeah. He earned it. Okay. Yeah. And also now Holden and Malcolm are in a professor-student relationship. But it's okay because nobody is each other's advisors, so it's all fine. Different departments. It's it's all in different Petri dishes. It's all technically on the up and up. Yeah. 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 Thanks for this recommendation, friends. This This was was fun. fun. No, this is a fun book. Yeah. Anytime. I did enjoy these two stupid idiots. (laughs) So now we've done a historical. We managed to find each other. A historical paranormal, and we've done a contemporary, so... Mm We'll have to do something else We'll just keep hitting you with, with other subgenres. Yeah, Craig, great. we're going to have to figure out what book we're going to make them read. Yeah. I think it needs to oh, be... No, like a like a literature book? As far from... <laughs> like no, no not smooches like, at all? <laughs> I'm not going to say none smooches. I'm going to tell you right now, I am anti. I will not. I will strike against Lady Chatterley's lover. Sure, that's fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's no, fine. Yeah. I think we can find something that is... I feel like something in a, a something else in a fantasy context would be fun. I feel like really fun, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I feel uh, like you yeah, guys just did it. as I lay dying, which I loathe more than almost any book <laughs> in the history of time. So like I you almost can't also, do worse than yeah, that for news, me. If, oh. News you can use. I also did not care that much for as I lay dying. God, I hate as I lay dying. <laughs> I feel like there's there's something in our kind of YA fantasy vein that might be a good Kind of like exploration of genre stuff that we could do together would be really fun. Yeah, we'll we'll think on it. Into it. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks, Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.